Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, some of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchion, and I will be your GM. There is a downstairs neighbor. So far, D6. It's getting noisy. Neighbor isn't completely annoyed yet, but definitely kind of annoyed. All right, they crack their locks. Mine is not locked. Yeah. I just grab the handle, slowly turn it, and push it open. We probably see each other then, because if you open the door to the balcony and I'm coming in through the door to the living that, room, to the, yeah. to the second door, we're probably both up there in the same space. Yeah, T comes in through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Is there nobody else in here? We're looking around. I'm looking around yeah. now. I'm like, do you see anybody? No. Okay. Where? Where is it? I, I don't know. T follows up from the back, yeah. comes through the kitchen. There's this, so this place is a single bedroom apartment. Okay. It's got a kitchen, a little tiny dining room thing, a bedroom in the back, and then the living room and the um, balcony out front. T is literally moving like he's in Call of Violence. He's got his weapon out. He stops at the door, looks around it, peers across it, pushes his way through, checks the door, looks at the two of you. Points to his eyes, points at you guys, puts his fingers up back and he's trying real hard to, to do video game stuff. I shake my head. I'm like, I don't know where it is. Okay. So let me tell you what you do find. Do we find people? No. Okay. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. So let me just tell you what's obvious and laying about. The source of Mesame's essence is in the form of a small number of gems that are in the rug of the carpet, but because you guys cast the ritual, you actually know right where they are. Okay. So like you look down and you find there's like a couple of gems and they don't look spectacular, but they're like sapphire rubies. Yeah. They're blue and red and stuff. Yeah. So they look like the ones that were in the dagger or the knife or the blade. Um, you've seen the vision. So, I mean, they're sapphires, the same blue, the, the sure. same, but they're not the same shapes. I'm picking them all up. I assume yeah. they feel right in my hands cause they're, I the, have the other half of this. Yeah, there's actually, um, as soon as you pick them up, there's two things. One, it's not a lot of them, and it's not super strong in essence. But you're feeling like a, a tug, that you, like a pulling on you like to take out your sword. Uh, I do. So when you withdraw your sword, the essence goes right from these little jewels into your blade. And in fact, the jewels just, Clack, 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 clack onto the hilt of your blade. Does my blade start fixing itself a little bit? A little bit. Like it just right now, it's still got a lot of damage on the upper end of it, but it actually just writes itself a bit more right at the hilt. Doesn't look as much of a shattered blade. Yeah. Which is my way, GM way of telling you that this is not all of her essence. Yeah, I got that. Okay. But it is definitely her essence and it has definitely restored another part of the blade. Because you had that heroic success, the ritual. There is on the wall of the living room, and it's the wall that actually divides the living room from the staircase. 
So on the other side of the wall is the staircase. You are feeling some sort of ritual. There's no signs of it, but some sort of ritual that was cast on the wall. It'll warrant further investigation for you to, yeah. to understand more about it, but something happened. The ritual was cast on that wall. A couple hours ago. Yeah. Other things you find as you are searching around in here. There are both male clothes and female clothes. There is also a set of school textbooks that are marked from the Lockwood Academy. There's some school papers for Jenna Parker. Dun, 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 Jenna. That seems like a clue, right? Or is it a breakthrough? Uh, this is a solid three. I'll give you that. If you want to search more through this place, I need one of you to make some sort of stealth roll because you, you're now like wandering, stomping around this place, like kind of tossing it. And the downstairs neighbor may get suspicious, already suspicious of the sounds that have already started. Who would like to kind of make that roll for being quiet? Uh, I will. That's fine. Okay. Unless you want to. I was going to um, try and figure out what was going on with the wall. I'll keep things quiet then so you can figure out what's going on with the wall. I'm going to distract the guy. There's somebody downstairs. Mm-hmm. I probably heard them moving around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk over to the, uh, the pipes and I'm going to cause his toilet to back up. Going to freeze it out or? I have water magic. I don't have to just freeze it. Oh, you just get that toilet to overflow. Yeah. I mean, I could, I'll, I will frame it as freezing by like, I will f- create some ice to like clog it up and push it so that it can't flush down, but it'll melt eventually. So it'll be fine. Sure. So sure. it won't be super damaging, but it'll just distract him. So he doesn't bother sure, us. Sure. When his toilet begins to overflow. Uh-huh, and he's like, damn, damn, yeah. deal with I it. I love it. Yeah, okay. I love it. Sounds great. I'm going to use geek. I'm going to use veil because magic. Uh, in this case, I'm going to use a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm going to use my D8 from my mana pool to do this also, which means I probably don't have this for a while then. Mm-hmm. Now that I know this is also related to Morris's death, I'm going to use that too. Yes, that is totally fair. Mm-hmm. Can I have a D8 somebody? I only pulled out three because I'm a bad person. Okay, I got, I'm good. I got my <laughs> five dice. Person. Thank you. I got a nine. I got a 12 with the D8 effect die, but I also rolled a one. That's definitely strained the veil. Sure, the shroud is the shroud, the shroud has been strained. Yep. Give yourself a uh, plot point. I love plot points. D six, strain in the shroud. Le point du plot. All of a sudden, you hear from downstairs. What the? Oh God! Like yelling, is cursing. It, it more like <clears throat> what the? Glump. Yeah, there's Glump. like all sorts of like. Oh come on! You know, yelling like <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Martha, uh, toilet's backed up again. Easily now distracted. Okay, right. you now have a little more room to make some more checks up here. If you would like to collect more clues while you are doing that, I know you are investigating the ritual on the wall. Do you want to look for some physical clues? Yep, I'm going ch- to check the bedroom. That'd be the first place I'd look. Okay. That's where people are going to have things. Yeah. This is where he's going to try to be meticulous, like open a drawer, then close it. Or mm-hmm. the next drawer, close it. Look for things that are, that are important. Okay. Also looking for any sort of clothing, anything we can take as a ritual. Absolutely. So he'll start looking through and seeing what he can find. Okay. So while you're, all right, so you're going to start like carefully ransacking the place and yep. I will tell you some stuff as well as I'll have you make a roll. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and let's jump over and let's talk yeah. about this ritual. So I'm going to tell you that you're not really that experienced in this and this ritual is pretty weird. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put out 2d10. Okay. If you pass this, I will tell you what this ritual is. 
if you fail this role, you will know stuff about the ritual, but you are going to have to like do some research. Like you will need to like reposition yourself okay. to, to make another role. Like you won't come up empty handed. Yeah. You just won't have a, like you won't have a story. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I got a seven. It's a chance you're going right. to understand this. Well, I'm doing Veil, Veil Geek and um, Sins of the Father. I'm also, because I'm like new to trying to figure shit like this out, so I'm pulling mana. I'm, I'm drawing on my mana pool okay. as well. So we're going to kill that die for temporarily. All right. Well, shit. What was my number? Seven. I've got 14. You've already beat it. That's heroic success. Heroic success beat. That's all you need. You can't go any higher than that. Not for a clue. Oh, okay. There's no double heroic. Yeah, well, There's in that case, then, secret yes. Secret heroic success. <laughs> double secret probation. Yeah. Yeah, so 14. At least we haven't been playing the game that way so far. Yeah. So. No, no, no. We don't no, have anything right. for that. Yeah. Okay, this spell appears to be some sort of transport spell. With your heroic success, there's enough lingering essence here. You could probably recast it. Oh, please. Yeah. yeah. It's not going anywhere in a, like, in a hurry. But, like, you have a pretty good understanding this is some sort of transport. I'm going to describe everything that I'm seeing to you from what I've pulled off of the, the lingering magic from the wall. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Transport. Jenna or whoever cast a ritual to move their location from here to somewhere else. And they probably took the stuff that they have with them, including the rest of Mesame. Yeah. Well, let's go. Yeah. Can we open it? I think we could. Well, let's do it. I, I mean, I've never done anything like that before. What? What are the out of character? This is a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's a terrible fucking idea. Silas doesn't care though. Silas is like, I am as close as I've ever been to getting uh-huh. messing me back. So T comes running in and pulls those candles out of his backpack that he said he had. <laughs> he's gonna. Oh, he's, I got more yeah, to tell you. You, you got yeah. you found yeah. stuff. Yeah, hold yeah. on. I got yeah. stuff to tell you while while he's doing because yeah. it takes him a little while yeah. to do that. I assume we cut from there yeah. to over to T. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. When I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, T. Mm-hmm. Let's make some rolls here. There's nothing secret about this. This is just 2d6 difficulty. You are just physically rifling through stuff. So I got d6 and 2d8 here. What do you got? Giving you a six. A six. I got a one and a six. I do not succeed. I find nothing. One and a six, huh? Mm -hmm. You do not succeed on the check. That does not mean that you necessarily found nothing. Because that's how this game works. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just going to take you a little while. You dig around. I will give you some basic things that you have found. Whoever owns this place, their name is Kurt Bennett. That's a new name. Yeah. It is. You find like some bills and stuff. Of the bills that you find, Kurt is a student at Canisius. The high school or the college? College. And then Jenna has stuff here too. Not in the bedroom, but like over in the dining room. Mm -hmm. Like you find Jenna's books. That kind of thing. This, and again, this takes you a little while. Like you're going through and you're so engrossed in looking that you don't hear me exclaim and say, Hey, come take a look at this. He's so careful. Yes. Right. He's going like super slow. So we can do this then, right? I want to say, yeah, I think we can. Well, then let's go. The only question I have is what happens if it doesn't work right? I don't know. Who cares? We're just going to make it work right. We won't fail. Yay, optimism. Yay, optimism. Let's go. Um, T? Yeah. What'd you find? Uh, there's a guy, this place is owned by a Canisius College dude. Okay. At least rented by a Canisius College dude? Well, yeah. All right. Guy named Kurt. Kurt Bennett? Ever heard of him? No. no don't, don't know him. Hey, um, 
Yeah. I think Jenna cast a transportation ritual. Or and, Kurt did. Or Kurt did and teleported away. And we can follow them. Oh, we can. I think there's enough lingering, lingering essence here that we can actually just oh. fire it up again. Let's wait, go. Wait, 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 guys, guys, guys. He wears the candles. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to fire this ritual up. Okay. I'm going to text my dad and uh, Miss Cortez and tell them what we're doing and that we found a teleportation ritual. Yeah, they're actually going to send Veil agents over to the um, house, to the apartment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to wait for them. No. Correct. We're just no. going no. to. Right. No. Because that's that headstrong teenage thing to do. Correct. We can take, yes. we can handle this. We can do this. What do I got to do? I'm going to let you do it. All right. I don't, we just need to funnel some mana, right? Focus on the effect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And go where it's already one, pointing. Two, three, go. Your hand starts to go through the wall. Oh, yes. I love magic. You don't think that your hand is now in the hallway. It yeah, feels I just, like a doorway. Once, once I see that, I just go through. Okay. Yeah. The three of you now are standing in this kind of weird place. It looks like if I built a maze out of an abandoned office, that's what this place looks like. Overhead fluorescent lighting really drab walls with doors that look like they would be like in an like in an office and a carpet it's all carpeted but the carpet's like kind of soggy like it squishes when you're in it and it just sprawls out in all directions like it's super like creepy it's yellowish like all of the overhead lighting is kind of yellow and you are somewhere, but you don't think you are, like, anywhere in Buffalo right now. No windows, huh? No. Nothing that looks like windows. Raggy. T kneels down to, to, like, touch the carpet and tries to scrape or pull some of it away to see if there's anything underneath it. It doesn't really pull away. Do you have, like, a knife? You got a sword? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> the sword's out. He's, yeah, you yeah. cut through the floor and, like, kind of pull it up. It's just concrete underneath. Okay. Just, Is it it's just damp. wet? Yeah. Just, not like some other fluid. Yeah, not not like living carpeting. Or blood or... I mean, it's not blood because, like, your yeah. feet would be red. It's, yeah. Okay. But it squishes. Like, it's yeah. a little squish, squish. Like it's like it's damp, but not like it's flesh. I feel like we're in a, some sort of pocket dimension or something like that. So, one, you are in a pocket dimension. But mm-hmm. specifically, because you are of the correct age, this pocket dimension comes from Gen Z culture. It is called the Backrooms. There is a meme entitled No Clipping into the Backrooms. When you walk through and you're like, weird office, yellowish lighting, squishy carpets. Like, there's actually a level in Call of Violence called the Backrooms that kind of looks like this. And the role that I do need you to make is you need to figure out where the exit point is from this particular ritual. Yeah. Okay. So let me just tell you, you could, if you want, you could step back out into Kurt's apartment. You have not wandered far and you can kind of see the office wall is like, it's just like a little out of phase. Like enough. Yeah. Like enough that you know that you could step out of here if you wanted to. Or you could go deeper into the back rooms and try to find something that probably looks like that and step through it. Anybody have a thought about how to track them? I have a thought, but I want to see if anybody else had a thought first. Got Jenna's book. Got some bills from from Bennett. We could track them that way for sure. 
also, I mean, we've got the energy signature of the portal that we could look for as well. Those are those are those exit. are rituals, right? We'd have to like cast a ritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try this the quick way first. Then, while you guys set one of those yeah. rituals up, you guys can do that. They walk through here. There's water on the floor. They displaced that water at some point when they walked sure. onto it. Mm-hmm. It's but it's like it was a while ago, but it probably hasn't come back yet. I'm going to use my my ice magic to try to freeze I love the it. places where the water is spread out. I love it. Yep. To it, see where they walk. Give it to me, baby. Uh, I'm going to make these uh, pair of D8s only because this place is not Earth. That's fair. Yep. You are definitely not in Kansas right now. <laughs> this is a frozen soul. This is uh, not my own. This is Morris's death. This is my geek die. This is probably mage in this case because we're somewhere so weird, right? Yeah. I think mage is a good. Um, it's all D8s for me, but that makes more sense. I'm going to spend the plot point. Actually, I'm going to spend the plot point to get the extra D10. Sure. Uh, I'm going to turn down the frozen soul that's on my own to get a D4. Oh, man. Get that plot point back. <laughs> because I want the D10 instead of the D8. So what, do you, what is this place called? The, the back rooms. The back rooms. Sure. Check no clipping into the back rooms. It's a meme. What? What's the difficulty? Uh, currently 11. 11? Okay. It's like currently. It is 11. I get a 17 with a D10 effect die. You close your eyes and you freeze the carpet. And when you do a but- set... Of footprints, it is, a, it is a gust of like Arctic wind that just flows out to freeze that those those footprints out. There's one set of footprints, and based on size, uh, it is either Jenna or Kurt is smaller than you think he might be. Okay, but you can follow a trail that like wanders through this maze-like area and reaches another wall, and okay. you can see. The shimmer in the wall. Okay, boys, no virtual required. Let's go. One, two, three. Awesome, let's do this. Who wants to live forever? Not me. Not if I can't help Mesame. And then I go through the portal. I'm caught up in the moment now. We're doing it. I just go right through. When you come through the wall, the place is filthy. It is uh, run down. Like, there's plaster on the floors. It's dark. It's cold. It's, you know, nighttime. There's not a lot of light, except there's light coming from the hallway. And you hear some chanting coming from the end of the hallway. There's some light coming from the end of the hallway. But you guys basically step out into what was probably like some sort of treatment room. But it's, you know, again, just plaster cracked and like there's a whole bunch of plaster chunks on the ground. And, you know, there's like a kind of moldy smell to, you know, Mm. to this place. And this looks pleasant. Silas is correct. Like from the looks of it. And maybe you took a tour of it as a kid or something. Sure. Seems like a kind of thing your dad might be like, once we fought a whole terror in here. This is the psych center, and uh, I'm going to tell you that this comes with its own distinction, which is traumatic energies. There's a lot of bad stuff that has happened in this place. I get it. And the lingering energies from it will have an effect on magic cast in here. Awesome. Could be good, could be bad. Would this be a meaningful breakthrough? Uh, Yeah. You guys are moving along nicely. Be more meaningful when you step out in that hallway and take a look and see what's going on. Sure. That's what we do. At this point in the adventure that we are on, I'm running weapons hot right now. The, the axe is already out. Yeah, my sword's out. Yeah, I know you already had yours out for a while. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, all right, we're in the creepy rundown We'll see place. what's going on. There's chanting. We, all right. We step out and we let's see what's going on. Yep. When you step out, there's a ritual that's in progress. Samia is on the ground unconscious 
and there's this girl standing over her with a gold dagger. Oh, hell no. She's just stand, she's standing over. She's clearly casting a ritual over Samia, has this gold dagger over Samia, and there's magical energy moving upward. Mm. I blast her with a headwind. Do it. Yeah, go ahead. Can I assist with that by throwing some ice shards into his headwind? Yeah, I like that. Since I was going to blast her with ice shards, but if he's got the headwind going, I'll just throw the ice shards in the headwind. I'm going to give you my geek die for doing that. Spent my plot point. Gave him my D10 for geek, which is basically me throwing, crystallizing some ice shards inside of the, uh, inside of the headwind. Okay. She's represented by 2D8. She has a D8 distinction as magical bad girl. And uh, I'm going to pull that D8 for traumatic energies. Of course you are. Casting into this is kind of a mess. Going on 4D8 here. You want to use my uh Oh, yeah, you're distracted. Thanks. <laughs> you haven't stopped yet to concentrate on We've that. We've been busy. Yep. Been... I got caught up in the moment, baby. Mm, that's a one, so you can get rid of that distracted if you want. But I will grab these two sixes for a 12. I also have a one. Offsetting ones. I'm going to spend this plot point to take my 12 up to a 14 so that I succeed. Cool. What's your effect time? That would be a four. Okay. So her arcane shield take some hits. But being successful is two things. One, you, you assign some stress to her. And two, you break her ritual. And the energy that was flowing upward from Samia falls back down onto Samia. I do not like Samia. I do not want to see her die. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's not what we do. Nope. I did want to buy your one because I like giving you plot points. Of so course here, you do. Take that. I feel like distracted is enough. I think you've agitated the bad energies. The traumatic energies go up. That's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> that getting to a D, like over a D12, I don't even want to think of what would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not on any of us, so it wouldn't take us out, but it would change it a lot things of things. very unpleasant around Ooh. here. There are tons of stories from this place. N- very few of them good. Yeah. Yeah. While she's buffered it about by the winds, T wants to just run past her to block her from running away. Just get behind her, basically position himself. Uh, sure. So that when it comes time to fight her, we're attacking her from multiple angles. So are you creating a, a trait then, like blocked in? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Let's do I that. I like that's a good application of it. Do you yeah. want to roll or do you want to spend the plot point? If I just spend the plot point. It's a D6. D6. If you yeah. roll, you can tell them how high you want it to be, but then you have to roll against that difficulty. I'll go, I'll go roll up for a D8. Give her blocked in for a D8. Make things difficult for her. Plus whatever she gets. Well, she gets to roll against it, so whatever her stats are. Yeah. yeah. So she's a 3D8. Okay, so it's going to be 3D8 versus me. Magical oh. bad girl. This isn't her first fight. Yep. Not a magical spell, though. No, no. Okay, let's do this. Boom. Lucky you. I got a six and I got a one. I got a seven with a D8 effect die. Okay. So, so you create the... The D8. Yep. She is blocked in. Can I spawn that plot point to bump that up to a D10, buying off her, her distinction? Or can I... What, what else can I... You can buy down something. The I don't think... I, the, I'm going to spend... You know what? Part of this is I'm also going to buy down the threat to the house. The, 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 the weird energies. How are you doing that with what you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, yeah. that um, I had the same thought, but yeah. then also had the same thought as Chris. Yeah, that's yeah the, you need uh, narrative positioning for that. So that was a weird thing because yeah. I, I misspoke earlier when I was like rolling against the D8. It's rolling against her. So your effect dies, the thing that creates the, the, the thing. So you rolled a D8. Yeah. So it's um, still a D8 on the oh, table. I'm going to yeah, take the D8. strain in the shroud one off the table because that was at the house. Yep. That makes sense. So that one's gone. I'm also going to remove talk to Jenna because clearly you're not talking to Jenna. Well, we did try to stop her from killing somebody, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, like, more of a clue to find Jenna. Yeah, that was essentially go find Jenna. We found her. Yeah. 
You've definitely found her. It could be nothing. You don't have to spend a plot point. Yeah, just yeah. We'll wait for now. I okay. can't think of anything offhand either. So. Yeah, neither can I. Nothing yeah. else. Nothing. What's the order here? Oh well, now we, we can... play the game in action order. So yeah. yeah, so now we can get to action order. Cool. Like, yeah. I think. So should we roll them for initiative or whatever? Yeah, because and let me just explain. That was essentially a surprise round. Jenna was not yeah. expecting anyone to show up. Of course, yeah. especially through the same portal she came through. Uh-huh. I assumed. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she thought she was at, operating in relative peace. And then oh. you guys bust in. Wait a minute. There you go. If you wanted to, you could put the, well, it wouldn't last. It'd be like, you put the D6 of surprise down there or off balance. Yeah, it's off balance. That's yeah, kind of what I was looking off for. Off balance is actually a good one. I'm going to yeah. start, because I'll, I'll start driving that up every yeah. time I, sure. every t- chance yep. I get at that yep. point. There we go. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So that one is a D6, right? Because you purchased the one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a lot of traits on the table here. We do okay. have a lot of traits. We're on good the table. like that. Yep. I think Silas is probably riled up enough to do something. I am. Now that I see she's off balance, I'm going to try to push the off balance. I want to increase the off balance. Okay, so you're not even ready to engage her in, in a duel yet. You just want to yep. like throw an attack or something just to keep her yeah, what stumbling. I'm going, yeah, what I'm going to do is I have my sword out now. I will uh, take two steps forward, do a twirl, swinging my sword in a, in, a, in a kind of a cross arc back and forth a few times to then freeze her face so that like her she has a harder time seeing to push the off balance up even more okay i like it so instead of attacking the off balance i'm reinforcing the off balance okay i like that. so she'll defend with her 3d8 and you'll get the current off balance die on your side i should put the d4 you should put the d4 in your pool and get yourself a plot point yeah so then go away yeah so she'll recover from this i will set your difficulty holy shnikes drill really high no uh yes and no I get a 14 on the two dice I can use and two ones. I am using Geek. I am using Veil, D8. Uh, my Geek is a D10. I'm using Son of a Flameworth at D4, but I'm going to drop the name so the trait's on the table. I am the Son of, of a Flameworth, which gives me an extra D8 trait for the, for the scene, which could you know be bad or good. Sure. I am going to spend a mana pool die of a D6. All right. And you get her... Current D6 off balance. Yes, thank you. Yes. There we go. I'm rolling these six dice. All right. I rolled a one, and I didn't succeed, but I'll still spend this plot point and bump her uh, off balance up to a D10 yeah. with the two ones. That exactly. Off balance is going up to a D10. And I bought it from her, so she gets it. Here yeah. you go. Oh, thank you. That's actually pretty bad. She is all over the place. Like, I feel like she stepped probably to the side. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I throw this magic at her. She steps to the side being off balance, probably trips over Samia. And then T like pushes her back. Yeah. Because like, she, yeah. she goes to stumble down the hall and T like pushes her back in. Kicks so, her back into play. Yeah. She's kind of like, she's all over the place. Like she does not have her footing at this point. Hey folks, Chris here. Uh, we cut out a bunch of stuff here because we decided to go from action order to popcorn initiative. We thought it'd be more fun. So popcorn initiative is when the person who just went gets to pick the next person to go in the order until everybody in the round is gone. Then whoever went last that round gets to pick the person who goes first in the next round. I'm going to pick T. There you go. Then T can either pick you or Gunny. T's going to attempt to basically knock her down and keep her from casting spells and stuff. Okay. Uh, Are you grappling her? Yeah. Shall we break out the grappling rules? Sure. Mm. Let me get the book out. <laughs> the grappling rules are really easy. She, he's trying to put a trait on her that's grappled. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, are you trying to put a trait that's grappled? You are putting a trait that's grappled, yes. right? You're not going to try to assess that's any how damage. That's yep. grappling works in yep. this game. Yes. Yep. Okay, that's fine. So she is represented again by her 3D8. You get the D10 for off balance. Okay. And I'll even say you get that's a D8 for blocked in. Mm-hmm. 
you've got her pinned in, you got her off balance, and then you're going to tackle her. Yeah, and I'm spending a plot point to also use a Heart of Stone, because I'm big. So that gives me another D8. So I've got a big die pool here, finally. You guys uh, aren't messing around with her. I've got uh, 2D10 and 4D8. We think we're going to uh, solve some of Silas's issues, so go for it. Uh, I've got an 11 and a 1 on the table. Okay. A lot of 1s coming Just our way. pushing that off balance. Yeah. Up. Yep. I can do Good roll. Holy I can shit. do a, roll. I can do a fifteen. I have a one with a D ten effect die. That's already a D ten effect of, of grappled. Yeah. Yeah. Or tackled. Is. Yep. Yep. She's grappled. I don't need to buy her one. I think I'll You could and you can push either the tackled or, or you could push the off balance up to D twelve. The blocked in essentially goes away because it doesn't matter anymore. You've tackled her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you were the one blocking her yeah. in. So yeah. you've basically you've basically traded up your I'll spend that to, to kick to, that up to, to kick to kick the off balance up by one. Do you want to buy my one? That's a D12. She's on the verge of getting taken out. Let's see. Do I want to buy your one? You could knock the off balance back down to a D10. I would. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll buy that back. Oh, she's buying it. Hang on. Okay. We're just going to ping pong this thing. (laughs) You forced her. That's good. You forced her hand. Yep. That's good. She scrambles to get some footing. So T is wrapped around her. Mm -hmm. She was like on the verge of falling, but like kicks a leg out and like stabilizes herself. It's still T kind of like driving her around the space. Yeah. Pick either Gunny or pick mm. Jenna. I guess it's Jenna. I think we should probably pick Jenna because we don't want her to have two actions in a row. That's fair. Let her go. Okay. So anything I do, I got to suffer with grappled and off balance. Uh-huh. Yes. So she's going to attempt to throw T off of her. I'm going to attempt to take down or lower the grapple. Yep. That's yeah, my yeah. plan. We have to set then. Yeah, you guys have to set. And you get both the D10 off balance and the D10 grapple because I cannot use those to my advantage. I'll just do my normal thing then, which will give me 3D10 and 2D8 because I've yeah. got D10 jock plus my school. Oh, go ahead, set. I'm the one who's got to try to conquer this thing. I have a one. I also have a 16. I'll spend it, make it a 19. Okay, and a one on the table? And a one on the table. Hold on to that one for a second. Yep. Oh, nope. <laughs> so nothing. Like, uh, nothing. But you can buy the one. Yeah, I'm going to buy the one that's going to... Um, she's Give him the plot point back. Yeah, she's going to wriggle a bit out of this grappled and get it down to a D8. Okay. Now she can only pick Gunny. Yeah, so Gunny goes. Good job. Teamwork. What you got, Gunny? I am going to um, keep the gusts of wind going at her to try and keep her off balance and bump that up. You get off balance, and you get grappled because she does not have freedom of movement. And those are, again... Uh, D8 and a D10. Okay. This is going to go Veil, Veil, Emo, Sins of the Father, and her two dice. It's an ugly roll. 16 and a 1. Did you not roll a 1? Can't do it, and I got a 1. You just trade ones then. You can bump up one of those things by spending a plot point. He could just buy it back, but you have to do it before he chooses. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I will bump up the eight back to a 10. Are you going to buy it off? Grappled's going to a D10. Yeah, I'm going to buy that one off because okay. I want to, she still needs to get free to do anything here. Yep. We traded blows there. Yes. Uh, you pick, you have everybody to pick from. It's the beginning of the round. You can pick yourself. I'm actually going to throw it to Silas. I'm going to run up and pull a Samia out of the ritual circle because she needs to not be in that thing. Yeah, no role necessary for that, but you can drag her out. She's unconscious. When you drag her, she like is like a rag doll. Nothing stirs her awake as you drag her across this like 
gross, chunky floor, <laughs> like full of plaster chunks, dirt, dust, that kind of thing. Uh, I will kick it to T. We got to look at taking her out now. I mean, we've got her, what's her unbalanced up to now? Uh, D10. D10. If we get it over a D12, what happens? She's taken She's out. out. Taken out. Oh, then yeah, we're going to try to keep her off balance. He's going to try to basically like, uh, like knock her to the ground. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're yeah. basically now wrestling her. You've engaged in a wrestling match with her. Yep. Don't forget, you get the D8 grapple, the D10 off balance. Mm-hmm. And they go magical, go mundane. Yep. <laughs> when they go mundane, go magical. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, I got a 10. No ones this time. Uh, I got a, I do have a one. I have a 15. So that's a. Your effect die success. matters here. With a D10 effect die. So the 15 makes that a D12 effect die, right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you have a one. I have a one. Mm-hmm. So I Did can, you roll a one? No, I rolled no ones. Yeah, that puts the, the off balance up to the D12. Yep. He has a one though. Yeah, yes. you can buy it. Yeah. Give him a, give him a plot point. Give him a plot point. Mm-hmm. I'll hold that D10. Sounds like a plan. I'll hold I'll, it off balance back at a D10. I learned something about this game. It's easy to push a thing up to a D10, yeah. but it's hard to push it past Over. D12. Yep. yep. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, you have to kick it to either uh, Jenna or, or supposedly Jenna or uh, Gunny. I'll probably kick it back to Jenna and get the Gunny can do his thing. All right. She's I will tell you for things. sake of the narration, this is Jenna. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jenna, while being pulled around the floor starts casting and throws out a shadow mm-hmm. onto the floor that she attempts to jump into. So she is looking to get out from your grapple. Okay. If she can defeat your grapple, she can get out of it and, and she'll still be off balance, but she'll slip out from you. So okay. I'm going to use her one mana die mm-hmm. and her regular die. And that's what she's going to do here. So shadow movement, so this shadow like inky shadow opens up on the floor and there are shadows all over this uh, hallway to begin with. So yep. wherever you have no idea where it's actually going to terminate. Mm-hmm. That is a 16 cause I am bastard, but I have only a D eight. So I am probably not getting out of this. You can get this. You, you, you have all the strength in the world T. Yep. Plus you get the D eight and the D 10. Oh, so way. I have to, so I have to roll against this. Yeah. Then. You're rolling yep. at 16. Okay. Actually, technically you should have set, Okay, I'm going to spend a plot point to add another D8 to this. All right, you have the grapple and the off balance as yep. well, right? Yep. Are you sure you want to spend that plot point now and just uh, wait wait to add a plot point to it? Or eight, wait to add a die to it? Yeah. It might roll be better to do don't it. you roll yeah. like five or six dice? I have to roll five dice. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Let's do this. All right, that is going to be... I got two ones. Oh. Uh, however, I have a 16, which is... Not, 16 without spending a plot point? Without spending a plot point. Nice. No, no, sorry. I have to spend a plot point to get a 16. Yeah, she's still grappled then. Yeah. Uh, she has a 16. Oh, because she can't. He was the set. He was yeah. the set. So I yeah. can't she beat could it. She can spend a plot yeah. point. Yep. Um, I could, because I can buy my own three. Yep. The other die I have. Okay. And do you want to buy my plot points? Oh, I'm going to do that in a second. So okay. let me make sure I get this right. So if I do that, I've got a 19. Uh-huh. It's just a regular success. Mm-hmm. Right. My 19 beats your 16. What's so your, my uh, effect, effect die? Yep. It is a six. That'll drop that down to a D6. Right. And then I can buy the two ones. To get rid of it. Yeah. So I will buy uh, the two ones. Zigrapel mm-hmm. is no longer there. Okay. So still off balance, but not grappled. She falls through the floor. Uh-huh. Yep. And kind of throws, like she wriggles, falls yeah. through the floor. And because she's off balance, she just comes like out from one of the walls, mm-hmm. staggering. Yeah. Gunny, it's you. 
Uh, she comes staggering out of the wall. It's time I, to thwack her. I'm getting ready to thwack her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time just to start it's, feeling yeah, stress. It's time to start just wailing. So I'm going to roll up on her. Mm-hmm. Are you going to duel her? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Gunny's running out of motion, so this is this his his role plus affiliation is uh, emo and veil. Okay, got a seven. I got a five. She goes first. All right, so still off balance. She now draws this long sword. It's not golden. Like the dagger she had, like fell to the ground during the grapple. Oh, could I have grabbed that while I was dragging Samia away? Then sure. Okay, cool. So she pulls out a long sword, and her long sword is like inky black, with like little wisps of shadow dancing off of it, which in the current poor light, is actually pretty hard to see this blade. Not that it conveys any extra bonuses, Mm -hmm. but narratively, like, this blade is, she's holding something, and seeing you with your axe, she runs at you and engages. So, she's gonna roll. Shit. I'm not even gonna go after that die. It's like, gone. (laughs) Lost that die for at least tonight's recording. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's setting, and sets with a 12. I'm coming back at her. With my emo veil. And you still have the off balance. And that's still a 10? Yeah. I will put my other D8 in this. Is it fair to say, narratively, that if she wins this uh, contest, I can knock that off the... Yeah, man, if she, if she can just take a moment to catch her breath, which yep. is just us not harming her or hurting her or putting, putting something on her for a second. We hit her hard and fast, and she's just, like, stumbling around. I was like, if we don't keep doing that, she's probably going to be fine. Yeah. So... If she makes it through this, she, this is the end of the popcorn initiative, right? You all went this turn? Yes. If she winds up winning this contest, she is going to gain her balance. You get the D6 distracted too, by the way. Do I? No, no, he oh, does. I do. That's yeah, right. that's what I was going to say. You should put that D6 in there. Oh, man, that made it a 14. <laughs> made it a 14. <laughs> Whatever, 14. That's a lot. <laughs> well, that could have gone worse. I got a 5, a 2, and three ones. That was pretty bad. Clearly, I win this round. Hold on. So you got a 14? Yeah. You got a 7? Uh, what's your effect die? Uh, 8. It's a 10. You just took a 10 stress. Which definitely which breaks your bubble. Blows my arcane, yeah. Yeah, so your arcane thing explodes. Yes. Off balance is gone. Yeah, she regains her balance. All that work. That went poorly. All that she, effort. After she hits you. For and, nothing. And like blows your shield and like knocks you back a bit. Like you slide back, right? You don't fall, but you'd like anime slide across the ground. She stands there and she's like, so you must be the nerd patrol Samio is talking about. You're going to give me back Mesame's essence now. Oh, I'm sorry. That essence is reserved for something much better. Does she want to keep fighting him? All that means is I have to spend a plot point if I want to jump in. Yeah, she wants to keep fighting him. She already popped your arcane shield. She's feeling, she's feeling kind of ballsy. I step in the way before she can beat on Gunny some more. I'll be like, let's go. Thank you for listening to Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon shots before we get out of here. Let's start with the Royal Court. Ty Prunty, known as Lord Timemonger. Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time. Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus. Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress. J.T. Evans, the Queen's Librarian. Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth. Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Eric Bontz, the Were-Gator, and Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Other patrons include Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Not That Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Huxley, Kathleen Halpern, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Becca Sperm, 
Joseph Knoll, Carlos, Pep Dilemma, Michael Draper, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, my Brett, not my Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting the show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash MMP. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud, that includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. If that's not your thing, then you can just tell a friend about us. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, there are a variety of shows on our network. You can check out Panda's Talking Games with Phil and Senda, where they talk about all kinds of game stuff. The Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to talk about gaming topics to avoid being thrown in the stew. And Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk all about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so why not record it? If that's still not enough content for you, we have a number of other podcasts that we recommend and are friends with. The Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge. The Knights of the Night, an excellent AP podcast. Mastering Dungeons, where they talk all about D&D if you want some more D&D stuff. And How to RPG with Sean P. Kelly. You can catch that on YouTube. He's live on Saturday mornings. I'm often in the chat room there. Well, this has been a Misdirected Mark production. The media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out.